Hi, this is Johnny. Welcome to Exponential Intelligence, uh, Human Potential Sciences. Today we're going to be talking about, say, transformations, uh, massive transformations. And uh, with me, the beautiful Femi, uh, I, we'll just jump right in, I guess. How long have you been with me? And, and we're going to go like the before, uh, during and after scenario and then, you know, future possibilities that I've opened up for you. But I just, again, like we just want to jump right in. So how were you before? And I know you've got some wild stories. <laughs> so. so before, I would say that I really just didn't know who I was per se. Not even not who I was, but what I was supposed to do here. Like, why mm -hmm. was I born here? What mm -hmm. was the purpose of me being here? I always felt right. like an outsider to everything. Right. So that for me um just i was trying to find that place mm -hmm. or just completely isolating off and just doing nothing because that felt sometimes more comfortable okay so is that like during childhood teenage or early that's early childhood, childhood? Um, so i always thought humans were strange humans were strange and I grew up as the oldest of five so i always had to be the caretaker the responsible one and that's sort of the role that I grew up with is uh, how to fix things for everyone, pretty much. Did, did you take care of your mom at a young age too? For my mother, say? yes, I took care of my mother. I took care of my siblings. Yeah. Um, she was very, she had four kids in five years and the fifth one came later. So it was a lot of babies wow. at once. So she was overwhelmed and so she would through her overwhelm, I wanted to help her as mm -hmm. much as I could. I just felt the So need. how old were you when you were taking care of your sibling? Well, I remember... Because um, you said you were the oldest. Yes, so, it was like so how old was when my ba little brother was born, I was 18 months old, and I can remember changing his diaper at two and a half years old. Wow. So, and then my sister came, and then my their sister came and mm -hmm. so yeah it was a lot of diapers a lot of taking care of them and um, keeping them out of trouble it was sort of my job mm -hmm. to keep them out of trouble because if mm -hmm. they got in trouble i would get in trouble so i didn't want to get in trouble oh wow okay got it yeah. so you <laughs> played the parent role at a very young age and then yeah. you got disciplined if they weren't so so mm -hmm. what happened to your parents i mean just so what were they or what was going on there they're, they were just busy entrepreneurs. I came from uh -huh. a long line of entrepreneurs, actually. Mm -hmm. And so with mom trying to run a, be perfect at everything, a perfect house, a perfect yard, a perfect business, a perfect wife, this, this, this. Mm -hmm. It got to where she was overwhelmed and very overwhelmed. And my dad, he was building a business, so he worked mm -hmm. all the time. So, but he was fun. He was a playful one. And mm -hmm. my mom, you know, she was the responsible one. Um, as far as with my dad, taking really care of my dad. Sure. Uh, so when you say perfect, what does that mean to say the household or maybe your mom? Because I see perfect from a different standpoint. So I, I just know. want to say. Yeah, uh, so, so back then, like your mom's like perfect. So what did she say expect out of you? Like, uh, was it just like a facade perfection or and that's all she worried about or was it just like you know things got to be perfect on the inside and i don't care about the outside or all of i it. care okay got yeah it. so if you had an emotion you took that thing outside so okay 
So you learn to get those under control right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I mean that in the most loving kind of way because she's yeah. transformed over the years. Yeah. Um, she's a wonderful woman, actually. Of course. Um, I mean, aren't we all? Yeah. We're all great humans. <laughs> yes, we are. We're all of course. Um, so, yeah. So, but also the house, uh, every detail, nothing could be out of place. Mm. You had to be in place. Everything had to be in perfect place right. all the time. And you didn't make a mess or you got in trouble. Got it. So no messes. So and I learned how to clean really well at a young age. So, you know, when you're a, a kid like that, you're perf- You're supposed to be perfect, but then that's how kid makes mistakes or that's how they learn, right? So, mm-hmm. so how, would you, how would you learn if you don't make mistakes? I guess that's one of the key tenets of, um, you know, being an entrepreneur, you learn mistakes and you correct it really fast mm-hmm. rather than, you know, cause, cause, uh, I think the most successful entrepreneurs actually make more mistakes and they learn really fast rather than the entrepreneurs that try not to make mistakes, you know, and try to keep on board. Does that make sense to you? Cause yeah. mistakes the right way are small successes yeah. disguised. So, yeah. um, so how is, <clears throat> so was your mom successful? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. My family, they still have a very successful family okay. business. Awesome. Um, very good. Um, my mom, um, she likes, she always liked to be in control. She's gotten better over the years. I can see that. But she would control like every little thing mm-hmm. that went on in the business, mm-hmm. around the business. And then we, though, on the other hand, got taught how right. to do things. So nice. that's the bright side of all of it is yeah. I'm skilled in a lot of fashions. Yeah, and you're a very successful entrepreneur. You, um, I don't know if you want to tell what you do or. I just have a, um, I have a successful um, aesthetic medical practice, and Mm -hmm. it works. So it's, um, I do really well with that, and I enjoy it. It's very artistic and creative, and Mm -hmm. I enjoy it. Okay, now I just don't. I I don't know if you want to talk about it. We can delete it, but um, you're telling me that you do. You know, you've got the medical practice. For um, was it? Yeah, I think it was you telling me that um, uh, Muslim women that come over. Yes, <laughs> putting and then hymens. They back. go have fun, and then they put their hymens back. Yes, yeah, so, so I don't know if you want to share yeah. that. But so that was one thing um, I would say. Actually, in my line of work, um, I past tense would at that time care take on a burden. Like when I met these women, I got angry. I got so very angry, and I almost got on a mission of like, at the women, the no, society, the, the, the religion. religion. The re- not even the religion. It was the extreme. Yeah, the religion is not like that. But because these women um, had to bleed on their wedding night, and not all women are born with a hymen, and most women do not even know that. So they think if they have sex for the first time, and if they don't bleed, then they've something's. They've done something. Yeah. So these they've girls done something bad, dirty, dirty, or they're wrong. dirty. Yes. Because that in that word, yeah. Well, yeah, and and <clears throat> what would happen if they got married in the Middle East, and if they didn't bleed on this white cloth on the wedding night, they would hang it out the window, and everybody would wait for the big act, the to happen, and if there was not blood, oh no, this is real. Of um, course, yeah. 
the <laughs> the the woman would be uh, the family, the father, the uncles that would take her out, bury her to her neck in mm-hmm. the sand and the earth, and stone her to death publicly because wow. it was a shame for the family. So um, the way the human body, the woman's body, is designed, um, there's a hymenal ring, and you mm-hmm. just you can sew it back, just stitch it back into place. Um, got out of doing that here in the last year since all this craziness going on but so I imagine there's a lot of uh, Muslim women probably looking for help but um after this you probably get called by a lot of Muslim women. <laughs> like hey do you still do that <laughs> uh. so but yeah no it was it it was gratifying and and uh there were, I would meet moms who would bring their daughters in. And I had one mom I remember in particular. Mm-hmm. She was very <clears throat> sweet because she's like, I'm so glad my daughter did what she did because she didn't bleed and we didn't know that. And she goes, I never, she never rode a bike. She never went horseback riding. She never did gymnastics. They would, these are things they would not do because they didn't, they were afraid when they got married that there'd be something wrong. Right. And, so she goes, I'm so glad. And she goes, I started doing research mm-hmm. about all of this. And then and then I told her, of course, I said, not all girls are going to have a hymen. So course, yeah. that it's going to break, you know, right. something's going to break and it's going to bleed. Right. Um, so she actually started being proactive, which was so beautiful. Um, and she started uh, doing... Um, putting stuff out, information out. And she That's said it's really too. hard for Muslim women to get information. So she goes, I started going roundabout ways to put information out there. Right. So it would help women. Of course. So. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to stress it's like all religions that I've, uh, that I've read about, they always destroy the woman. And, you know, the man always, for some reason, is the, the judge, jury, and the executioner. Right? So. Yeah. So it's not just one religion. I mean, uh, spiritual movements do that, right? And way before uh, there was religion, they would they would do that. Um, and the sad thing about it all is, is you know, we talk to these lovely women, is that you are well, women at this in today's society, you carry all the burden of say humanity, humans, just like men do but then uh, the, the women version of it. So whatever has happened to say women, you, you know, you'd be the latest version, you know, when you were born and then you add on your stuff on top of it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. So right off the bat, again, not just women, but men as well, uh, you come with a lot of burden. You're not like a clean slate. And in, and in another religion, well, right there, you're just sin right off the bat. You're just you know you should be executed right there so so that's the i think that's the burden that a lot of women face and and then they blame it or they put it upon themselves you know Mm -hmm. and i talk about that because reading you in um in your family there's a custom or tradition of if you want to call it i don't know darkness or a curse or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. i I don't know how to describe it Mm -hmm. but does that make sense to you you can label it you can label it any way you want um but that's where that comes from, that say something or someone did say something wrong and literally like you were, um, uh, uh, it was like blasphemy, 
Yeah. And your family was, you know, outcast. outcast. And then, and it's not just, you know, you when you inherit, uh, you know, your eye color, skin color and stuff, that's not the only thing you inherit. You inherit all that darkness. And in your case, being, an, say, an outcast, right? And it just magnifies throughout your whole experience. So no matter how good you are and, uh, you know, you do, you know, fantastic work um, doing what you do, but you always feel like an outcast. Yeah. Does that make sense? And then you add your stuff on, on well, helping people. So let's, let's fast forward a bit. Uh, kids, marriage, mm. a lot of good stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. You want to talk about like what yeah. kind of person would you get attracted to? So I get married. Originally, um, I got married very young. I was uh, barely uh, 18 years old because wow. not because I had to, mm -hmm. because really I was not. I was raised a very strict religion, Jehovah's Witness. So um, you didn't date; you just got married. So that's what I did. I was trying to follow the rules and be good right. and do what I'm supposed to do. Got it. So I married at 18. Yes. So what year? Like I, I was no just offense. graduating high school, and okay. that fall, I like was Like in the 70s, 80s, uh, 90s? Uh, let's see. Just so we know 90s, the time frame or culture, 90s? In the early 90s. Yeah. Okay. Fairly late. Yeah. The 90s, yeah. Early 90s. Very early 90s. Got it. So um, very uh, judgmental yes. time frame. Yes. In the 90s. Okay. So, yeah, I, we didn't date for very long. I mean, I didn't even kissing for three months. So mm -hmm. it was just a very awkward thing you always just try to do what you're supposed to do but well I was married 17 years um had two daughters um he basically just said he got tired of me I went I was doing my own thing I rebelled against my religion left that old religion obviously mm -hmm. and went to school because it was a sin to go to school so I went and proved everybody <laughs> wrong because I wanted to do something with not prove wrong but I wanted right. <clears throat> I just couldn't um brought away and have nothing in my life and do nothing with myself like just sit there it. and just coast along it. and because I remember my young my oldest daughter I was so in love with her like she was so little and I didn't know I could love something so much and I, and, yeah oh my goodness and I just realized <clears throat> in the short term like she's going to she's gonna grow up She's mm -hmm. going to go have her own life. And I thought, I don't want to be that mom who can't let her kid go. Like, who drives her kid crazy because I don't that's have true. a life. So I got a life. <laughs> that's No, that's beautiful because people in your situation, they fall in love. It's like, okay, what do I have to do to keep them this small? Some people go, well, I can freeze them. But, you know, obviously that's not a viable, you know, solution. But some people want to freeze them or it's like, what do I have to do to keep them, say, inadequate so I can, you yeah. know what I mean? And yep. it doesn't work out that way. I mean, they grow they no matter grow. what you do. So I love the way you, you know, you says, hey, so you worked on yourself. Yes. I just realized awesome. I went, oh, and I already knew what it would do to my heart if I just kept on in that mm -hmm. path or that direction. So <clears> I thought, <throat> I got to get a life. Right. I got to get myself something. Got it. So I just started exploring. <laughs> So I think you would have been a great advocate back in the 60s, like the women's movement. Yes. <laughs> you know, and the women's movement, have you ever noticed that it's never moved anywhere? No offense, but I mean, sure, we've gotten 
you know, maybe women have gotten more, you know, maybe so rights or maybe freedoms, but have you gotten more rights or freedoms or is it just like an underlying disguise? You know, it's like, yeah, women can do this, but you're still deemed that way. Does that make sense to you? And I think that's what you're fighting, the deeper layers that you're fighting because you're that, say that freedom fighter. I am. Um, I am that's a freedom beautiful. fighter for action. So you defied everything that women shouldn't do mm-hmm. to prove that women can do it. Yes. Well, and, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And my goal, or sort of <clears throat> what I feel like now, I, I would like, I like to, that healing the dark mother inside, the, the dark feminine inside, those things that yes. we've carried through because women have to come together and not, that's why we did not get equal rights in the first mm-hmm. place is because during suffrage, women fought each other. The that's women true. who were out there, that's, you know, wanting freedom, that is, um, were cursing the housewives, the housewives were cursing the women out there getting arrested mm-hmm. for protesting. So they couldn't come together and just accept each other for their differences. Right. So I believe they're, you Plus know, they would so, compete against the men. Yes. Yes. So see, and again, coming from a woman where women go, it's all men's fault, right? Yeah, but, you know, if you're degrading your own internal, say, say, you know, species, mm-hmm. well, what are you going to get? Yeah. Right? We have to come together. Women have to. Beautiful. But you have to, but that's, it's harder, I think, because women, um, they do get in this society mm-hmm. and they have been, they, they do get objectified just because that's what they know. That's, that's what they what know. They know. That's, that's what they what know. They, they don't know anything. That's what yeah. outside perpetuates. So sure. to, for me at this point mm-hmm. to move past, you know, yeah. so knowing we're the past, mm-hmm. going through the process, which is it's it's a hard process, right, to traverse out of. Mm-hmm. But um, but to go to that other space where, you know, it's just um, you heal that part inside of you first, right. And yeah, I love it. Just let it glow and let it right. spill out everywhere. Right. So I want to ask you something. Yeah. What do you think of the Me Too movement then? Well, so here's the thing with Me Too. Mm-hmm. It, it has its good points, but yeah. it does have its good points. And I do like that women are having the courage to speak out. Right. But at the same point, it's. Um, I feel like I see some of the girls who I feel like they've put their shame out there and they haven't really healed the shame first, put it out there to begin with. Right. So even with the Epstein and all this stuff, these girls who courageously spoke out, but there you look at them and they're eaten up with shame. And so to me, I don't know that it's, they have to, that part has to heal that, that, that deep internal shame. It's not even there. It's just, it's just, it's just there. It's just deep shame Mm -hmm. and it has to be, um, healed, forgiven, um, just released. Otherwise they would perpetuate no matter how many laws you put in there, no matter how, you know, you secure or do whatever to protect, say those type of women, they would shame themselves or beat their own selves up internally if there was nobody else. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. And I know you've had clients and patients that you've helped that I can read you that that's like, shit, that's what they do. Yeah. Right? If they nobody else can beat them up, they're going to beat their own self oh, up. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, again, a wise, super wise woman. You actually remind me of my um, grandfather. 
um, back in Afghanistan, I just because um, my dad comes up um, <clears throat> to mention this. He he was the he was in Afghanistan, and again the culture, and it's the culture, not the religion, actually, because again, if you if you look at the the Muslim culture, they actually perpetuate say scholarly things, you know, books and stuff, and I know you know that. Um, but he was against the system. Him, my, my grandfather, and um, and he was the first one that did an all-woman school. You know, an all-woman school back in the day, and beautiful. this was back like in the freaking '60s, That's where they didn't have that equality. That's you know, beautiful. here in the U.S., right? It's like, beautiful. no, these women are going to school, and you know, th- these, and it's like you know all these people it's like they're a sinner and stuff like that and you know obviously high level individuals you know in the in the in the, in, the, in the in the city it's like you know you know they would be not them they chastised those people like pushing people down so uh, i love it so uh, i think yeah my grandfather obviously goes right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gorgeous um and, Okay, so let's get back into your personal stuff, if you don't yeah, mind, yeah. Um, because it really helps a lot of women. Because, you know, and I know you're very sensitive and I know you're very intuitive because and that comes from what you just said earlier as a young, young child, you know, because, you know, you have this pure heart and, you know, you want to take care of your siblings. Right. So what do you do? It's like, if, how am I going to best serve these siblings and whoever else? It's like, I'm going to go into their world. Does that make sense to you? And when you're a kid, you can go into other people's world, but unfortunately, you know, you weren't taught on how to step back and come in back into your own world. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So it's like, so say you have a sister, or say you have a whatever, or they have kids and all that. It's like shit. Uh, I can tap into their own world uh, and then come back. But every time you come back, you disassociate yourself even more. So now, when I see you, you live or not anymore, but. I remember you because you were, what I couldn't forget you because you were so (laughs) say out there. Sorry. (laughs) No offense. No, it's okay. Well, you know what I mean. Yes, I do. But because I could see, it's like holy crap! How can that woman get it, keep it all together? Because she lives in like multiple, say, realities. You know, sometimes maybe I can't read your files. You know, because I'd have to go back because they're not there anymore. But you know. A whole ton of person, like ten, say ten or, or more different realities, mm-hmm. that she would keep track of. So for her, and again, an amazing brain, uh, just to keep track, is that <clears throat> say that you're watching ten different, say, TV shows or movies at the same time, and you're keeping all track of what's happening, you know, the dialogue and the storyline. Every freaking single minute. That's does that make sense to yeah, you? Yeah, and then my own life. <laughs> and then your well, your own life. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like it, so it's you forget like your own life. Literally. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you want to ex- tell that uh, a bit. Uh, yeah. uh, I yeah. think that'd be fantastic for those women who say split themselves. Yes. Or, or basically tear themselves apart. Yes. To do oh, that. Yes. Okay. okay. So yeah, I, I nice. did. Um, Definitely tear myself up. And after a while, um, I call it making up new ends to burn a candle because okay. it's like you, you're trying to be here, trying to be there. But it's like subconsciously you just know so-and-so needs this, but it's like you're there helping them do this. And But I'm here mm-hmm. doing this. 
but after, over a while, it makes you very sick, number one. I like what you said. I don't think they heard it because you were the new ends to... Um, inventing new ends, ends to burn, to burn a candle. Okay. I invented so, so many more than ends. More two than sides. two or three. <laughs> Multiple or sides. Okay, how could it. I put it all in there? Like how many wicks could I come up with? Exactly. Wow. Yes. Crazy. So, mm -hmm. but that I always, that was my <clears throat> role because somebody would come to me and go, Bleh, here. Yeah. And you go, okay, I'll get it. I'll figure it out. I'll get it done. I'll get it done. I'll figure it out. I'll fix it. I'll yeah. fix, I'll fix mm -hmm. whatever I got to do. So <clears throat> I got very sick. Very, I could imagine. Very sick. Um, I've had multiple blood transfusions. I've autoimmune diseases, plates and screws in my neck. I have a crushed spine, actually battling a dark, ugly thing. Mm -hmm. um, so just a lot of experiences, but, and I did get a certain point where I was very suicidal because I, I was tired. I, I got exhausted. Mm -hmm. I was exhausted being here. Right. I didn't know what else to do because I was tired. I was tired. I can imagine. So when yeah. I met you, yeah, it's like I felt myself for the first time. I That's think so beautiful. Probably. Thank you. <laughs> Before we go on, yeah, I just want to explain that because a lot of people go, "Well, I got exhausted, and that's why I got suicidal." Yeah. Okay, I just see it that mm -hmm. you can't literally take care or understand like 10, 12 different, say, realities at one time. Many people have a hell of a hard time just with one reality and staying in one reality and trying to exist. Now, this woman, she's got, say, 10 different realities, and not to mention that when you have open to 10 or more different realities, um, what would happen is that it's like, oh, shit, she's open to my problems. So, and then they would dump. So not I mean, your friends, your family, your husband, your kids, whatever it is, plus the outcast patterns that we're talking about, mm -hmm. right? It's like, well, she doesn't, she doesn't say um, it's self-deserving, so I'm going to trash her anyway. And, here's, and then she's going to take care of my laundry, and, and I, I can bitch about it, even though you know, she brings back the laundry clean, folded, and all that. Does that make sense to you? And then you don't get the credit. Mm -hmm. But how can you, say, operate in, say, multiple realities and stay stable? Again, most people would go into suicide patterns, depression patterns, which run in your family anyway. But, uh, again, it's kind of, kind of getting breaking down to that point. So I'm actually glad because in your way, I think you just started to, say, put out the f flames on some of those candles and it's like, fuck it. Uh, I'm just going to like start to come through. And, and I think that's where you probably met me. Right? Yes. Well, I was, oh. when I met you, I was very exhausted, but, mm -hmm. um, when you start putting flames out and closing off, just saying no. Yes. No, people get very upset. I can imagine. Oh, no, no. Well, if you did everything for them, it's like, hey, what the hell? Yeah, but even on just a, a higher level, like you do, I, you know, just think like they would be, they would make my life miserable at first. Like anything they could to pull me back in, to suck mm -hmm. me back in, create right. a new drama, create something, something to yank at my heart strings because I'm yeah super, super compassionate. And so... Mm -hmm. Or make me feel really bad because I didn't care. I just only cared about myself. But right. I have a wise grandfather. 
mm-hmm. who recently passed. Mm-hmm. His name was Bud, B-U-D. Mm-hmm. Bud, he always said, he, he's a Southern man, and he pat me on the head when I was a little girl, and he goes, now, you, you just take care of number one. That's beautiful. He goes, because if you don't take care of number one, nobody else will. That's true. So, yeah. That's a wise man. So he... um, Not after my own heart. You take care of number one, everything else takes... Yes, takes care of itself. So um, it took me a long time to figure out what that meant, though. Mm -hmm. I think I had to force it into you to figure it out. Yes. Right? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the first day that... I um, ever heard your voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I had had a really bad, cruddy day, you know, and I was just sitting at the table, um, moping over macaroni and cheese, <laughs> and my phone comes on, and I hear this voice, and I'm thinking, okay, I must have left something on, so I go in. You know, click it, shut it down. Okay. So I go back into eating again, like feeling bad, you know, bad from, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then here's your voice again. And I'm just going, what is going on here? So I thought, okay, I must have left the email or something. So I close the email box out. Right. Now, two minutes later, you just start talking again. And I just felt the whoosh i just dropped into myself and i it was beautiful like i don't know after that it was it was good but it was a big journey for me at that point um so i always say it's like um you know spirit was screaming for me to your phone was screaming yeah (laughs) the macaroni was screaming (laughs) listen up i'm trying to tell you so did you ever figure out well, yeah, no. Then I got on, and I knew who. You, then I listened to you were on a podcast, like oh, okay, you, you were you were on um, with a, somebody Some, yeah, okay. a long time ago. I mean, yeah, this is in twenty fourteen. This okay, is a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So um, you were just talking, so I just listened, and I was just in awe, and I went, "Oh, this is okay." But I felt myself, and I thought, "Wow, I feel okay." I like how I feel. Beautiful. That's that's the beautiful thing. It's not like she's in awe of me. It's just like it's like wow, I found myself. Yes, yes, and that's what I like about working with you is you help others. You help me. You help to find yourself. Like the things about you, your you know the things that are not you. You can become aware of those, so you can shift those patterns out and change them. And then do something different because doing the same thing over Mm -hmm. and over again has only created the same garbage that we're tired of fretting with. And, you know, my life, uh, honestly, in this point is just really, I have so many Mm -hmm. miracles. Yeah, let's talk about that. A lot of miracles. And and before we talk about the miracles, let's talk about, say, some of the dark stuff that you went through. Because uh, I think that's important, especially Mm -hmm. if you're... You know, when you're saying that people got mad at you when mm-hmm. you stopped cutting that off. Yep. Um, I think realities get mad at you. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense that to you? That makes sense. For those are, that are more sensitive and, and start to understand outside realities, uh, especially if you're like in, 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 say, depressive, say, patterns or familial patterns of depression, suicide, and, you know, like maybe mental instability and all that mm-hmm. that kind of happen. Um, 
when you start closing off realities, basically that that's what you were doing, and that's what I was helping you with. And 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 the physical say representation is like you say no to people, but in a higher level is like shit. I'm in all sorts of realities. I can't run all these realities, and then they those realities die off. Mm-hmm. The the well, you're feeding those realities. You're the energizer of those realities because those realities can't exist say without you mm-hmm. or anybody else that supports them. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. So and you're the main source. Mm-hmm. So those realities like literally start to create a vacuum okay. because they want to live and pull. Mm-hmm. So you start feeling like pulled apart. Does that make Very sense to you? True. Oh my but goodness. When you went so through true. the process as as I was working with you. Yes. Maybe do you, I don't know if you want to share that story or feeling like you're pulling apart because it's not just physical people tearing you apart. Although I think that happened too, right? Like yeah. physical abuse or uh, whatever. Yeah, it might yeah. Be. I've had but then, lots of physical, but on, yeah. on, on the spiritual realms or the darker realms, in which there's a lot of those, obviously in different places. Oh, totally. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Um, it is something, I guess. For me, mm-hmm. um, it's like they would pop in, and it's like I like say in a room. For me, I would see like this, this, this. Mm-hmm. They come in. Well, generally, I would just show them off, you mm-hmm. know, and just whatever. But there does come to a point when when you're closing down a reality. For example, so well, I would assist my lineage a lot, mm-hmm. um, which I've sort of closing some of that down too. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, but I got to where my siblings actually, if they were being attacked mm-hmm. at night, they would say my name. Got it. And it, whatever would go away, mm-hmm. it would clear whatever it was out. Perfect. And it and and I didn't realize my sister was doing this all the time because she, she, I, one day I woke up and I felt like I'd been in a battle, mm-hmm. like somebody beat my ass just bad. And yeah. my sister calls me. She's like, oh, my gosh, last night you wouldn't believe what came. Like, I saw this thing, and it was attacking me. Mm-hmm. She goes, I just said your name, and it disappeared. I went, yeah. that's the that's war. That's why I feel so <laughs> That's Got the it. war. So, Imagine what happens to me. Holy crap. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's just the this um, battle. So occasionally, yeah. Um, but, yeah, there are things that um, would come in and... Um, they would want, you know, not so much take me, but, mm-hmm. but they did. It feels like you're getting pulled. Like it felt like you were getting your heart ripped out in one minute or disemboweled. And at one point I swear I was being disemboweled. It felt like it mm-hmm. because I was getting pulled in so many ways, but you start to feel it everywhere. Spiritually, right. you feel it in your energy field, your world will fall apart. Mm-hmm. All of it does. Um, and then you have to walk out and go, be composed, <laughs> stay center. But that's where I'm really coming back into the body and owning the body. And okay. there are things that want to keep it out of your body because. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I just want to demystify because people who say can't see those things, it's like, oh, now she's crazy. And oh, she sees stuff and stuff. So. Um, and again, you know, for lack of your knowledge, I'm not going to cut you guys down or anything like that, but let me just clarify for, for you on how that works or how realities work. Uh, just a simple example, you know, when somebody's like really say, uh, aggressive or, or angry, 
there's there's a consciousness or a frequency that you feel around that individual right and if you're weak what do you what happens to you you can feel yourself get pulled into their reality does that make sense to you it's it's that simple there are say realities or if you want to call it a consciousness that still exist outside of this space so it doesn't have to be say a human say getting pulling you into their reality it's just another consciousness that's out there or another possibility that's out there that's where ideas come from that's where inventions come on from right there's a consciousness that those individuals say tap out from this consciousness and that's why many great inventors tesla and whoever what do they do freaking go to sleep they disconnect from this reality they tap into another consciousness that they're tapped into or connected with and they bring down ideas so it's not like far-fetched it's not woo-woo it's not like oh you know she's crazy or i'm crazy and, and stuff uh, again there's a lot of logic out there for those people think that think that this is just it and this is solid uh well the well i don't want to get into that aspect otherwise it, it, it'd be a half hour <laughs> um uh, chastising but uh you'll start to understand that uh, again if you start to understand the nuances on how for those people who don't believe if you start to start to understand the nuances on how you're dictated by your life you'll start to understand the different realities that say uh impose upon you that you're not even aware of she's just highly aware on what happens right because many people go well it was my decision to do this and this and this and it's total all out bullshit there's a higher level order or programming that dictates how you make decisions who you're going to like who you're going to marry not maybe who but the type of pattern or the type of person that you're going to marry and all that does that make sense to you yeah. she's just more conscious of it and going holy crap now i'm feeling all the stuff that's around me and that's where you know you know you feel like your body say getting pulled apart cuz when somebody gets say pulls on you literally they'll tug you at your say frequency level and it's like they might hold on to you you know or like say when your sister like connects with you mm -hmm. what happens is that your consciousness goes oh, yeah. because you don't know how to stabilize it mm -hmm. so through yeah. the years with me you've like yes. say somebody calls your name they basically create a duplicate of you that goes you stay stable and when say they release that duplicate you come back more defined and refreshed yes does that make sense to you yes. so that's the way you want to do it for those people who understand this uh, uh, and maybe are like healers or energy or feel frequencies and all that stuff that's the way the proper way you want to do it and i can teach you but obviously this isn't the time for it so let's get back to you some of the stuff that maybe as you say close down realities mm -hmm. uh i would say it's kind of like borrowing money from a loan shark that you don't pay back oh, yeah. and then you get the you get the, 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 the heat <laughs> yeah you get the heat if you want to talk about that cuz i think a lot of people man. yeah exactly. <laughs> the hitman that wants to come for you right yeah so as nearly um when you break away i'm talking really you have to decide at this level there's you just something so deep inside of you decides it's time now i'm done like i am fed up and i'm just done and i don't care i've decided right. on such a deep <clears throat> level those realities that you talk about they will come in and literally i mean uh, identities they'll try to uh, destroy you hurt you to, uh, <laughs> like physically take your life physically right do things like my 
it's it's like uh, be, almost being you know you get followed, you get tracked, you get this, you start, and I'm not abusive realities open up, and then yes. you fall into abuse. And if somebody physically isn't abusing you, mm-hmm. you'd wake up maybe with like bruises, bruises, and, and shit. It's like, how does that happen? You know, that happens actually. Yep. And it's not people go, well, you just I'm sorry, you just feel like fell asleep, you know, and you beat yourself up. It's mm-hmm. it's not the case. You get pulled into a reality. Yep, and you do wake up with the physical marks yeah. or whatever. It's crazy stuff. Yeah. That stuff is real, guys. I, I help people all the time, by the way. Um, and the proof is, it's like some people go, well, where's the proof? Well, the proof is that the, the person stops getting in, got, getting beat up. They stop like trying to commit suicide. They stop a ton of stuff just, just like that. So that's your bottom line proof. So I think the suicide thing for me, when I realized you don't really die, I just stopped trying. Because <laughs> I thought I'm just going to go somewhere and do the same thing. And like check I, out and not experience it anymore? Yeah, no, no. No, that does it not doesn't. Happen. So I just quit. I just like, fine. Yeah. I'm you okay. continue whatever you're, con- whatever you're doing down here, whatever's abusing you down here, guys. If yes. you say c- commit, yeah. okay, you'll go on the other side and they own you for say the rest of time because there's no time yeah so, so exactly but I, yeah but i had some beautiful spaces in my oh totally you see all sides oh um, my goodness but then out the other i went i don't die i'm not i don't die so what am i trying to do mm-hmm. and i thought i'm just going to deal with this and i'm yeah. just going to have to and that's when it was helpful with you to point out mm-hmm. That what I was sensing was multiple realities. Because mm-hmm. when you're not aware of that, you just think, the hell's wrong with me? Right. You know? So, and then from the outside, I was always emotionally <clears throat> reserved and put together. But yeah. But it's like when all those filters are gone. But then you can see them and then decide which ones you do or do not want. Right. Choices. Your, yeah. More of your choices start to come in when you notice more things. Yeah. And, you know, you want to expand into those realities rather than move into those realities. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, so before, um, um, obviously physical, mental instabilities, changes. So how, how, how has it changed, you know, doing XI, exponential intelligence? Well, let's see a lot of things. My health is obviously a lot, lot, lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, my health is better. My career is better. Finances are better. My family. I, I really, I, I don't, I sit and I watch other people talk about um, this issue, this issue, and that issue. Mm-hmm. For me, I had to realize it's the victim-victimizer game. And I just wanted right. to stop playing that, period. And it's weird. It just, things start to just drop away. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've had. I mean, I'm really grateful oh, just to watch it drop off. But it just took a minute to figure that one out. So how how do you feel about like psychology and self-improvement and, you know, stuff like that? So, or belief systems? And... I don't think, I don't really believe much of anything. I don't know. I believe, or <laughs> okay. don't, you know, I don't yeah. have huge, I had, to, I had a lot. Cause obviously when you, do you think that would have helped with what you were going through? Belief systems? Yeah. Or, like psychology. Oh, so, oh my goodness. No, I went to shrinks. Oh my, no, <laughs> no offense to any 
Yeah, so it's okay. So, I mean, um, say it like it is. Yeah, no, oh my goodness. I think I would leave and be even more upset. And I would be driving home thinking, okay, I just talked about something I don't even want to talk about. And well, now let's I'm mad talk at, about that now. <laughs> yeah. And then be and like, okay. drill it into you even more. Yeah. yeah. And all they did was like take the knife and like open the wound deeper and let it bleed out some more instead of like, okay, let's put some salve on it. Let's, they, well, let's it, just remove that experience where yes. you're not even stabbed. How's that? Yeah. Where it's not even stabbed. And yeah. so, yeah, I quit doing all that so that's where working with you mm-hmm. you don't need all that right stuff your perception gets shifted and, and well you change from the inside out yes right. you, you do have to change from the inside yeah. out you can't do it the right. other way it won't exactly. work. But, but but the one thing too uh and i'm not trying to knock down psychology and all that stuff it has its place once you have the underlying or the internal say stability and then that stuff works because yeah. I, I I can see you with your clients. You, you know what I mean. You you've got that stability, but then you you would use like NLP or psychology or whatever. You know what I mean as a, you know a physical tool. Yeah. Makes sense to you? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. No. Um, psychology has its its places, but um, it just has to be used appropriately, and it's still growing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it'll grow into more something like this. Oh, I hope so. Well, because I, this makes I more help, sense. <laughs> it makes more sense. Well, I help a lot of psychologists understand, so they don't, they don't, they don't stop. They don't, they don't, um, like they don't stop being a psychologist. Yeah. They become a better psychologist. Higher level. Yeah. It's like you, just like you. I think most of your clients come to you, uh, not just for your, you know, whatever that you do, but it's like, shit. You know, I feel really good when I'm around with her. You know what I mean? And I think that's the trend, the new business paradigm. Whether you're, you know, you're an accountant or, you know, a doctor like she is and all that. It's like, why am I coming to this person? You know, because there's more internal value. It's like she helps me find who I am, that human that I am. And mm-hmm. I, I, can we just talk about like being human? Because like, well, I, I just want to talk about that because I think now you're actually, I mean, you're gorgeous, but you actually like being human and you just like love being human rather before like when you're a kid, it's like shit. Even as a kid, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, I want to be an animal or, you know what I mean? I want to be a tree, uh, anything but a human. Yeah, so. I agree. I hated, I couldn't stand being a human. I hated admitting, like, I'm just, I didn't like it just because it just to me was so much pain, suffering, mm-hmm. it was sad. I'd watch, you know, adults as a little kid, like you, I would see sort of like their, I don't know. I guess they're pure being pure or self. self. I, yes. Okay. Yes. But then, but they would be doing something totally different around it. Mm-hmm. And I would just, as a little kid, just going confused, looking at them and they'd look at me. Why are you so shy? Are you going to talk? I'm like, I don't even know what to say. I don't <laughs> think you were shy. It's like, I just oh, didn't they know. don't know what's going on. <laughs> don't know. I don't want to be part of that yes. stuff. I think that's more like that. Or yeah. I think people like you or kids like you are going, um, you know, kids like you are going, you see the reality. It's like, I don't want to, it's like, no thanks. Cause you see all the darkness around yep. people, you know That's, what I mean? Since you stepped up, yeah. does that make sense to you? Yeah. So it's, and then people blame them or pe- you go, shit, what the hell is wrong with me? I can't associate, you know, yeah. uh, I can't do it. It's like, well, why would you go into it? If you're full, well aware that, you know, you're just going to be eaten and chewed up 
you know, it's, yeah. it's like a slave nation, it's a slave consciousness. Yeah. So I agree. No, yeah. and even as a kid, I would tell, I would go because mm -hmm. I would see these beings, dead people, whatever, as a kid, and I would go to my mom and be like, "Mom, mom, there's three people in my room. You've got to come see. They're in my room." And she go, "They're in your head. It's all yeah. in your head. It's all in your head." So I have to go in my room. Okay, it's, it's in my there. head. Like you're trying Let's to make that. yourself think that mm -hmm. you know you're crazy, but I played. You know, I, of course you play the game. I played played dolls mm -hmm. with stuff. You know, with they, they imaginary there. friends. Yeah, that were not so imaginary. Not so imaginary. Uh -uh. So, so I want to ask you, how would you describe the work that I do? Because sometimes it get, does get way out there, but you know it, the the logic or the science is out there, uh, and we're actually finding more and more say. Um, say evidence, you know, logistical evidence on that, which is awesome. But how would you describe, say, the work that I do or exponential intelligence to somebody? So I would say I like the idea that um, we're moving in a direction in society of mm -hmm. epigenetics. Yeah. So I think this type of thing, your work, mm -hmm. X, XI, all that is a epigenetic factor i think right. is a great influence because if you can turn a genome on you can mm -hmm. turn it off right. um we have what um people call junk dna i don't believe in junk i just believe we don't know how to measure it yet we don't of course know how the to... junk dna sure yeah just that's the the answer of i don't know <laughs> i don't know so, exactly so i don't know yeah. so we're just going to make it up and just say oh it's just worthless junk. stuff it's junk no it's not junk and i think that with XI with what you do, I think you tap, those are higher levels of a person that have exactly. not been turned on yet that need to be turned on. Right. And that's what I see in you is like, you can go in and hit like that little switch. Yeah. Turn that on. And it might be something new for this person because it's something mm -hmm. different, but right. that's what we want. This is all what we're wanting is right. a better way, a higher way of existing and living and being. Right. And aging, talk about reverse aging. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think um, aging is a disease. Aging is a disease. I it, think it's it a, is a genetic disease, disease. Of, of human consciousness. Yeah, and I, and I think it's, it's a, it's a program in the genome that yes. can be shut down, just yes. like anything else. It just has exactly. to the, the the understanding of how to you know getting into there. Right. That. Right. But getting geriatric. It's not right. the part of like oh having maturity, growing your years. But the geriatric aspects of that, I think, is well, an utter just, just. Yeah, and I think about that. And, you know, when you're a kid, you start to see your environment, right? Your nature. And then you go, well, that's the way old people get, you okay. know. So you start to, say, catalog what you're supposed to feel and experience when you're X age. You're, you're in your 30s, you're in your 40s, you're in your 50s. And then you just create that in your DNA because your DNA is a learning mechanism. Right. It's not static. So it's like, oh, that's how the society works. Right. Or that my mom had an abuse pattern, whatever. It's like, oh, shit, I guess I'll have abuse patterns because nobody knows anything better. Yeah. Does that make sense to yeah, you? And it just perpetuates. Yeah. I mean, animals don't do that. Um, no, and that and that's how we learn how to age from. And it's wrong. You know, if you go to the Amazon, they don't freaking age. I mean, there's 70 year olds that look a hell of a lot better than most 35 year olds in the civilized society, right? Is it foods and stuff like that? Sure, but it's also a mindset. It is. Right? A, it is. It's a it's a mindset because you can eat healthy here, 
but then those individuals still age and they get decrepit. Or you could be really buff and all that, and then as you age, you just go downhill. So why does that happen? It's all in your DNA. The crazy thing about um, those scientists, how can, say, something that creates something in such, say, purity and such preciseness, uh, when scientists come and they go, well, 85% of your DNA is junk DNA. That's just like asinine. It's just like so freaking crazy for some intellect scientist to go, hey, you know what? Uh, we can't figure this shit out, so that must be garbage. Uh, and, you know, because it's not good enough because we can't figure Obviously, we're not at the level that you understand it all, and that's why it doesn't make sense to you or it's garbage DNA. Uh, the Soviets don't seem to think so. Uh, they're like 20, 30 years ahead uh, of most countries on, say, consciousness, uh, frequencies, and how it affects you, right? Uh, and obviously, XI is, say, light years ahead of, you know, the Soviets or anything, uh, you know, that, that that can be so um gosh uh it was, it was really fantastic one um one thing i, I want to mm -hmm. say is is even as a kid so i remember my grandparents they mm -hmm. were the best like playful little i always saw them as playful little children like mm -hmm. like i was the little girl to go play with my little other little kid of course. But they're my grandparents. But right. once they, they they got a certain age, mm -hmm. I just stopped counting their years because I didn't want to put them in a category that they Beautiful. were this or this or this. And so even most people who know me, they're like, oh, how old are you? And I'm like, oh, I am. I'm in a certain decade. You know, numbers to me, they don't. <laughs> it's not because I'm. It doesn't matter. But because it, it's just those. There's a mindset, a belief system. There's a mindset. There's a mindset, exactly. a belief system. Oh, I'm 60. There's a mindset to that. There's a belief system to that. Mm -hmm. There's a whole... Pro so it's like, for me, I'm trying to make it where you're... I like that you, where you come into maturity. Yeah. But there's not that... You know, you just degrade then after that. Exactly. That's all a mindset <laughs> that... A mindset is so, literally a programming that you fell into or a consciousness that you start to believe in. Again, it's just a program. It's like an app on your phone. You know, it's like, oh, I'm getting older. I'm 40. It's like, I better download that app to see where I am, what I do. Yeah. Right. Because that's what, again, it's a program. It's not your decision. Uh, and what I think XI does, it's like it awakens you. It's like, wait a second. Why is everybody going down that route when there's opportunities going this way? And this is where, like you, you're re um, reversed aged. Yes, I definitely. Yeah. Reversed age, you're a lot, well, physically, you know, you, you know, you're not ill and all that stuff, healthier than ever before, mm -hmm. all those things. So why did that happen? Because she, she didn't decide at a cognitive level. She, and it's, again, it's not a decision. It's literally like an integration of the possibilities of who you could be coming into physical form, right? Your higher version. If you want to call it your spirit, I don't want to get into that frou-frou stuff, but say your spirit, your higher self, I call it your pure presence, you know, the possibilities that are out there, you're merging into a physical form or physical identity and then producing it. And then I think that's how, you know, people like you, me, and, you know, all these other people who are awakening, it's like, shit, there's a whole different way of looking at reality, right? We don't have to fucking wear masks here in, what is it, the 21st century? Yeah. I mean, that's, in wearing masks and all that, that's, 
that's an indicate at a higher level that's an indication on how realized we are as humans we could be technologically advanced but when we're in situations like that right it's not a free society and it's not about you know your government you know putting you on house arrest or anything like that it's the consciousness that's putting you in say a house arrest right you're in prison with your own body in existence here and that's a sad thing and it's gotten to the point that it's like, guys, if you guys don't fucking wake up, you know, we're just going to slam you uh, in the face and just prove to you that this is what's happening to you. It's not the government. It's not you, although, you know, you're part of it, but you have to wake the fuck up. No offense, but you have to wake up and go, shit, what programs am I running? What am I, you know, what am I believing in? And it's not a belief system. Again, again, it's like, what am I going down that? It didn't work for my parents. It didn't work for anybody else or, you know, thousands of years back. It's like, if it didn't work for them, why are we still perpetuating the same thing? Exactly. Even this cure for, for I don't know, this, this coronavirus or yes. whatever, uh, whatever you might call it. Yeah. Um, you know, all those things. We're finding a cure for it. Uh, no, once you raise your consciousness and then you don't have to worry about cancer. You don't have to worry about putting implants in your head to solve issues or cancers or heart issues and all that. Raise your consciousness and you don't have a society that's ill, mm -hmm. right? Raise your consciousness and you don't have abuse or, you know, all the control mechanisms. That's where the real solutions are. And that's where say, this woman, uh, I would call her, you know, this freedom fighter uh, of consciousness. So uh, I really have to hand it to you. Beautiful Thank you. job. Thank you. Thank you. Anything else as we uh, wrap it up? No, I just want to say thank you. It's oh, an thank honor you, to know you. Thank you. And uh, uh, I thank you for just proving that shit really works. No, it thank works. <laughs> it works. It's powerful. And yes. yeah, it's thank definitely you. has results. The results yeah. are everything. Physical results. Yes. Yeah. It's measurable results. Yes, measurable. Thank you so much.